With that being said, tonight's segment is entitled Psychological Warfare, Weaponizing the Buffer Classes. I read an article from the Atlanta's Black Star concerning crime in the black community. The reason why crime occurs in the black community is because of social economic conditions, the lack of jobs for a better word. This system in America continues to punish people who have served their time in prison. When ex-offenders try to do right and turn their life around and attempt to become productive citizens, many employers won't hire them because of their past criminal record. Most likely they will become repeated offenders. This is what I've been trying to share with Black America for the past 29 years to work with me and turning my virtual Christian business into a real Christian business, Gracayo Chicago, which stands for the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago. Once we get our film project fully funded and made and the proceeds start kicking in, then we can focus on creating our second chance program for ex-offenders of nonviolent crimes and for former gang members within our community. You can't get these brothers off the street if you don't offer them incentives. According to the article, if the homicide reduced by 76% by giving ex-offenders $1,000 a month to not shoot, then it tells you the problem is economics. What, what the financial elites have, have been doing was to cause a division within the African-American community by allowing black middle-class professionals to move into their community while flooding the black ghettos with drug, guns, and liquor stores, which what I call in my revised book, Perfect Genocide. Gracayo Chicago would help create a legitimate economy base because we will hire black middle-class professionals to help us become effective and successful for years to come, just like we did when we created Black Wall Street. What's happening now is that the financial elites are pushing and funding other groups into the black community, such as Arabs, Asians, and East Indians. But black people who reside there, the financial elites are not funding black, black business owners like they are with foreign business owners. If the same assistance was given to black business owners, then we would see a turnaround within six months. If we were properly funded and had access to credit, then we, we could offer good paying jobs in the black community for black people. I want this podcast and my, and my YouTube channel to grow big enough where we can reach the global black family and connect black customers with black, entrepreneur, black entrepreneurs locally nationally and internationally. The object, this objective would not only help stop the genocide in American ghettos, but also help get brothers and sisters off the streets and into the workforce. The sad thing about this is, 
a lot of black business owners don't want to advertise with us because they don't want to offend white people because our focus is on solving black issues head on. This is why we have to focus on our film project because I've been reaching out to black people online and offline for 29 years. People like entertainment, so I have to get my story on the big screen in order to reach the masses and put the grassroots community activist movement on the map. Once I start making money, mark my words, everyone will come out of the woods and play like they want to be a part of this business. Because Black America has rejected my vision and plan for 29 years, this business will be membership-based and private. Those who are not part of us, we will pray for we will pray for them, show them tough love, and keep it focused. Once I am able to get Rakaia of Chicago established in America, I will try to expand it to at least five cities. Then I will turn it over to responsible people so that I can take my talent and skills to the continent. One of my group members sent me a video clip from ABC Nightline, mainstream media propaganda about Black Americans hurting Asian Americans. They have started this narrative based off an isolated incident by a mentally ill person who pushed down an elderly man who eventually died from his injuries. One thing we should get upset about is when the mainstream media tried to generalize all black people because of one person's behavior. When Obama was in office, we noticed the mainstream media um, um, called black teenagers running up on people and punching them. This was called the knockout game. That was a media propaganda trying to criminalize and get laws on the books against black people. Now they're at it again, using isolated incidents that can, that has happened to someone from the Asian community. Joe Biden has signed an executive order talking about hate crimes against Asian Americans. In the state of Oregon, they gave black business businesses some set-asides to help them during COVID-19. What, what ended up happening, black people filed a lawsuit against the Oregon state government saying it discriminated against non-black businesses. I believe that black people should file a lawsuit against the Biden administration for the discrimination against black people. He created an executive order specifically for Asian Americans to, to protect them against hate crimes. It is proven statistically that black people suffer more hate crimes than any other group in America. I encourage my listeners to listen to this video clip and leave your comments in the comments section below. I will play the the audio clip, but you can watch the actual video on my YouTube channel from my Medium page under Show and Prove. Montanas Ratanak Bhakti is grieving for her father, an always gentle soul. Happy birthday, dear grandfather. 
Her dad, Vichar, moved from Thailand to San Francisco to help his daughter and son-in-law, Eric, take care of their two sons. It wasn't long before the whole neighborhood fell in love with Grandpa. Grandpa always spoiling the, all the neighbors. Grandpa always uh, teaching us about forgiveness. All the neighbors remember him and he's smiling. But this is the video no daughter wants to see. Surveillance cameras capturing the moment her 84-year-old dad was attacked and violently knocked to the ground on a morning walk. It's a painful. I, I don't want to see it. It's, it's a broken heart. Vichar died two days later in the hospital. He never wake up again, breathing on his brain. What did you say to him when you got to see him in the hospital? Dad, wake up. I want him to stay alive and wake up and come and see me again. But he never wake up again. And I pray for him. The Thai immigrant's death, one of a slew of assaults against elderly Asian Americans in Northern California, drawing the spotlight after celebrities like Daniel Wu and Daniel Day Kim brought star power and a $25,000 reward. It was a very visceral response. I got very angry because I thought, this is now a year of these kinds of things going on. The videos prompting more than a thousand people to gather over the weekend in the Bay Area to speak out against anti-Asian violence, calling for racial justice. Police arrested a 19-year-old suspect who pled not guilty to murder and elderly abuse. His lawyer saying his client had no knowledge of Mr. Ratanapakti's rape since his face was fully covered with a mask and hat and insists the attack wasn't racially motivated and instead had to do with a break in the mental health of a teenager. Even though no hate crime charges were filed, some in the community blame the tension between black people and Asian Americans. I think as they targeting to the Asian American community. We need the black community to realize that that black people are hurting Asians and they need to speak out in their own community. It is not just a black and Asian issue. It is something in the psyche of this country where somehow it's okay to abuse physically or verbally abuse Asian Americans. We're being scapegoated. How do you try to distinguish between, you know, crimes of opportunity, crimes of just simple rage versus racism? You know, we can talk about all the nuances, but this is not just one community. It is every community. We have the tech CEO in, in the Silicon Valley who verbally abused an Asian family in a restaurant. Asian piece of Oh my God. And then we have Torrance Karen. Go back to whatever Asian country you belong in. Thanks for coming through. Community yeah. leader Dr. Connie Wan says it's clear Asians are being scapegoated and blamed for the pandemic. When the previous administration said things publicly, like the Wuhan virus. The China flu. The China virus, the plague from China, we have to be accurate. Unapologetically, he helped to stoke the fires of anti-Asian violence against our communities. Stop AAPI Hate began collecting more than 2,800 reports nationwide of anti-Asian hate between March and December. The NYPD reporting a nearly 2,000% increase in Asian American hate crimes last year. But Dr. One says these accounts are merely the tip of the iceberg. Our communities are not reporting these 
incidences, we don't want to cause more trouble, more attention to our communities. In this moment, with calls for racial justice echoing, a broader conversation is taking shape. Historically, there have been tensions between the African American and Asian American communities, but George Floyd galvanized the two communities in a way that I've never seen before. I've never seen more Asian Americans standing up in support of Black Lives Matter, myself included. And so I'm hoping that that momentum carries over into these cases because it really ultimately is about a collective, unified response to injustice. Historically, Black and Asian Americans have come into conflict in big cities, perhaps most dramatically during the unrest in Los Angeles following the Rodney King verdict. A riot sparked by what was felt to be an unjust verdict for a Black man also became an economic war against Koreans. In what ways have Blacks been pitted against Asians? White America tends to privilege Asians and Asian Americans in ways that they do not are Black and Latinx community members. So it is about the model minority myth, which is that our communities are excelling. Crazy rich Asians, the Blink Empire, treasure. Those are not the real life depictions of what our communities really look like. Just landed in San Francisco and we hit the ground running. Will Lex Ham is part of the generation helping to move that momentum forward. We're sick and tired of being invisible and ignored in our country. The pain of the Asian community has been muted for decades. The actor flew from his home in New York to the Bay Area to spend the weekend in San Francisco's historic Chinatown. Handing out self-defense whistles and passing out pamphlets in Chinese, informing people how to report hate crimes in their communities. Cam also met with local leaders on the ground. You don't fight racism with racism. You fight racism with solidarity. And quickly realized he has a lot to learn. This is the old plan. children. 
uh, you know, I'm a mom too. What do you say to them? I said, look, you know, this is what's going on. There are people in this country who will take a look at you and without knowing anything about you, may call you something that uh, is derogatory, may even try to cause harm to you. It strikes me that this is the Asian equivalent of the talk that African-American parents often have to have with their children. I've had, you know, very sort of superficial talks about, you know, understanding people's different racial backgrounds. It was really one of the first times that I, as a mom of two young boys, uh, started to be scared for their life and what might happen to them in public. That fear is something Montanus and Eric say their young sons, who already lost their grandfather so tragically, have had to deal with firsthand. I've been outside uh, with the kids and then uh, I've been attacked for the wobbly, they're yelling and then they, you are sick, uh, you are wireless station. How did your kids react to that? You know, it's a wireless, you said wobbly. But that pain pales in comparison to her father's murder. All right, we're going to stop that clip. And so uh, the first issue that I have with this clip is that they were showing a Korean man shooting during the L.A. riot in 1992, not 2021. What about before the L.A. riots? Storekeeper Soonja Du shot and killed black ninth grader Latisha Harlan after a physical altercation. Du was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and the and the jury recommended the maximum sentence of 16 years, but the judge, Joyce Carlin, Carlin decided against prison time and sentenced due to five years of probation, 400 hours of community service, and a $500 fine instead. There are many videos of Asian American business owners fighting black women in nail salons. No hate crime legislations was taken against them. That incident plus the Rodney King verdict set off the LA riot. You have this Asian woman talking about all these black people attacking Asians and suggest that black people should talk about this issue in our community. It's not happening. That was just an isolated incident. It's not happening nationwide. This is contributing to the anti-black sentiment in the Asian community. They're weaponizing this in the media because we are, because we just saw in California and New York, they are creating legislation specifically for Asian Americans. All the hate crimes that have been happening to black people all these years in democratic states, they're doing more for Asians, LGBT community, and illegal immigrants than they are for black people. That's just being real. I would rather deal with the mega racism because that's open racism as opposed to covert racism by the Democrats who play like they're your allies while trying to undermine the black agenda. Just think about it. Who created the three strikes law? Who created the 1994 crime bill? 
They have been practicing an, idea, an ideology called benign and neglect by Patrick Monahan. He said something along these lines. When you approach black people, just listen to them, empathize with them, tell them you will see what you can do for them, but don't promise them any specific le legislation. This came about after the civil rights era. White supremacists on the left and on the right will not help us. These career politicians is not committed to ending white supremacy in America. They are incentivizing non-black groups to join them. Against us, this is what's happening. Their goal is to stir up other groups to fight against black people. Mainstream media is about protecting the image of white supremacy. White supremacy is the system of racial subjugation against non-whites in every area of human relations, family, uh, entertainment, education, politics, law, religion, media, and economics. For example, it was Trump and his supporters who went on, who went who went in on Asians because of COVID-19, but the mainstream media overlooks white Americans attacking Asians and instead focused on one incident of some mentally ill person pushing elderly, an elderly Asians on the ground. The grassroots community activist movement will not sit here and stay quiet. We will take the lead in getting black people on cold. If we are such a threat to Asian Americans, then we're going to have to start teaching any group who's going to openly disrespect us that they are not going to pay, that we're not going to patronize their business any longer. At the end of the day, they don't care about your marching. What they care about is your money. White Americans are also dependent on black people's money. That's why they don't really want us to repatriate back to our ancestral homeland, which is Africa. Family, this is our chance to get it right. Otherwise, we are done as a group in America. We need to work together with other like-minded black people. Practice group economics by listening to what Martin Luther King Jr. said. We need to distribute the economic pain by taking the money away from businesses who are disrespecting us. I will also add political parties as well. Number one, it's peaceful. It's peace, peaceful. Number two, you, you're not committing any crime. And number three, you have a choice to where you want to spend your money. I strongly suggest with black people, boycotts must be the agenda of the day. What's that's why it's really important to support our film project because once this virus is cleaned up, then the proceeds from the film will allow us to launch African tours to connect the diaspora with continental Africans. We will learn firsthand about each other's culture, arts, and conduct businesses, affairs among each other. I would encourage our our members to apply for dual citizenship so that we can help build up Africa on 
and on the domestic side, help improve our inner cities by creating satellite communities within the African American community. This is important because we can support those who are trapped in American ghettos by doing business and trade with people on the continent and vice versa. Family, y'all voting for these Democrats was a huge mistake. The Democrats are passing laws for everyone except us. For, for people, for the people who helped put Joe Biden in office, it was black people who helped put Democrat, it was black people who helped the Democrats win the Senate and Congress. Biden is signing executive orders specifically for Asians, illegal immigrants, white women, and the LGBT community. His job is to rush through as many laws and policies to benefit as many non-black people as possible because they're in a race against time. Joe Biden said that by 2040, white people will become a minority in America. So the financial elites are trying to create a South Africa type of environment where the majority where the minority control the economy. They want to get their buffer classes solidified. On the other hand, black people are beginning to get beginning to get mobilized and on cold. The financial elites are noticing Generation X, Black Millennials, and Generation Z are making our voices heard loud and clear in the streets during the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor protests. Biden has been fighting against black people for 50 years. Everybody else is going to, going to be elevated over black people under his administration. None of, the, none of this would have happened if black people made it clear there's a price to be paid for ignoring our interests. Instead, black America rewarded Biden by helping him win the presidency. Anytime black people are pushing our interests, there's always a few Negroes trying to include everybody about what we got going on. When everybody else is pushing their interests, not only are we not mentioned, we're not even invited. This is coming from your so-called allies. Since we don't have the ability to hold our allies accountable for breaking the alliance, then there can't be an, an alliance because we're not in a position to hold allies responsible. The LGBT community has resources, economics, and political representation. They are fighting for social acceptance, whereas Black people are fighting for basic survival. America is far away from resembling equality. When we talk about equality, we're talking about having equal power in society. Whether whether or not black people can be killed by road cops with impunity, or whether or not our rights are going to be enforced and protected under the law. These are not issues that affect the LGBT community. The mainstream media noticed that the black grassroots media is not backing down from pushing our interests, which are economic tangibles. The black, me 
the black media is pushing punishment for rogue cops who have harmed or murdered black people. What you're seeing is everybody is being prioritized over us and we're being ignored, not because there aren't enough people in Congress to pass it, but rather this is the agenda and plan all along. White supremacists at the policy level are trying to neutralize the black threat by solidifying solidifying all other groups in the social order for the next 100 years to make sure black people are so far behind that the racial pyramid will never be threatened. And that's real. There's a document, documentary series on Netflix called Amen, The Fight for America. It is talking about the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment was designed for black Americans, but it doesn't get enforced for us. This is another black people's suffered and let everybody else piggyback off our struggle. Here's the trailer. The 14th Amendment, it's okay if you don't know it by heart, but it is the center of the promise of America. And it goes something like this. If you're born in the United States, you're a citizen. Pretty simple, right? And under the law, everyone in America gets this thing called equal protection. That means we all have the same rights and the same legal protection. And no one can take those away without due process. That's your day in court. So basically, the 14th Amendment says we're all equal players on the same team. And as simple as that sounds, it's revolutionary. It's what the American dream is made of. Okay, this documentary started off talking about black people, then on the other parts of it, 